Hello and welcome to Article 23, the podcast from Moi talking about making work work for you. Um, I'm Sally Wolford from the Adelaide office from Moi and I'm joined today by CEO and co-founder Rhonda Brighton-Hall. Welcome Rhonda. Hi Sally, it's great to be here with you and I understand that now the borders are down, we've both got rain, is that right? Yeah, I think uh, I think the borders created that rain and that we've broken them down. So the rain clouds have burst once more. Well, borders coming down was good for farmers, which people thought it would be. Yeah, absolutely. So and I think with that, we've got a, a case at the moment where we've got sort of everything's up in the air and those foundations of, of our organisations and the business and our, our broader um, families and fundamentals are all a bit wibbly wobbly. Yes. So we thought today we would talk about what you can do about those. Yes. There's lots and lots of ideas about what you can do, but one idea is to undertake a culture review. Um, and at Moi, we, we, we often ask to come and do culture reviews, um, implement some actions afterwards as well, and work with the organisation. And it's a topic we love and we know a lot about. So we thought we'd share some of that today. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it is a really great topic. And, and I think it's one of those ones that gets talked about a lot, but there's not a lot of sort of good knowledge around. So if we can share a bit of that, that would be hopefully really helpful for people. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think if we could just share some of those things along that journey um, today, hopefully you can take it away and actually go out and go forth and support your cultures. So they're super, super positive ones. And also keeping in mind, I think the thing about it is there's no such thing as like a perfect culture. And ah. whatever your culture is, even when it's good, it can get better. So this is a really great place to sort of go, okay, we've done a whole lot of work. We're doing a whole lot of work. We're up to this point. Where are we up to? How do we get a line in the sand so that we know where we're up to and what are the priorities and things we can move forward with? So I think that there's always a moment in time where you can actually stop, reflect, review, and then go forward again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for that review, what do we see as a culture review? It's a great question to start with because there's lots of sort of information around that. I think we sort of start with understanding what is culture. Now there's a Harvard Business Review article on um, culture, which has is, is been out since about 2018, I think. But the definition they use is culture is the tacit social order of an organization, which is actually pretty cool. And it shapes attitudes and behaviors in durable ways. Cultural norms define what is encouraged, discouraged, accepted and rejected in the group. So when you're talking about culture, that's what you're trying to get to. You're trying to get to basically how we describe it, which is the way you treat every other, each person around here, every other person you work with, your partners, your clients, your customers. It's basically how you treat people around here. Yep, absolutely. That's a really good place to start. So when we talk about a culture review, that's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get a review of what's accepted, expected, what's rejected, what's applauded, what's discouraged. What, what are the behaviours that are okay around here if you want to hang with us and what's working, what's not? And all of that review of that and trying to get to a point where you understand all of that is called a culture review. And it usually takes a couple of weeks and that's exactly what it looks like. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's that what's accepted, what's rejected is so critical about culture. Yeah. Um, and then until you actually sort of get underneath any business or organisation, you, you start, you can't really see what's accepted or rejected. Yes. And Sally, you've worked with some organisations that have gone through massive culture reviews, transformations as they're called when they get really big. And, and basically that is a big thing. It's not just what's accepted and expected, but also what's discouraged and what's not okay. And, and I think, you know, you know more about that than anyone. So 
it's uh, yeah, it, it's always been one of those things that I passionately love. I love those reviews. I love to see what's working, and and you also get a real insight because always whenever you're doing a review like the like like a culture review, you start to see the individuals that really could shine and thrive in an organization. And there's never a real culture that is all negative or all positive. There's always a mixed bag, a mixture of everything along that way. Very, very true. So that leads us on to why are they useful? When, when, when would you do a culture review? When to use a review process? Well, normally, normally we would do a culture review in a couple of spots. One, if you had a brand new set of leaders or a new CEO or something coming in and they want to go, okay, what's going on here? I need a bit of an understanding of what, what's gone before me. So that's always a good spot to start because you don't want to start and go, okay, I'm here. We need to fix everything because sometimes there's a bunch of great stuff and you don't need to fix it. So sort of pausing for a second, understanding what you've got in your hands is a better way to decide what the priorities are. So that's one option, the opportunity. The other one would be if things go bad, you sort of go, okay, that's happened. And that's you know front page of the paper or a terrible complaint or whatever it happens to be. But actually that could be indicative of a whole bunch of other things in your culture that are going on. Whereas that just happens to be where it's ended up. And so you really have to unravel, get under the skin, if you like, of all the rest of it to make it work. And that's a really important time to do it too. And then of course, at the moment, as you rightly point out the middle at the beginning, sorry, this um all the foundations are wobbly at the moment people are really feeling unsure so it's actually a moment when a lot of companies are going okay we thought we knew our culture but when we went to remote work or when we downsized a bit or anything like that our culture really shook and so i'm not really sure what our culture is anymore i'm not sure what keeps us together and i'd really like an opportunity to have a think about that point of reflection so i think at the moment there's a lot of companies doing this for good reasons yeah, and I think there's some that are doing it because they've had that trigger where they've had a very visible media presence that there's fundamental things going on in their culture that aren't acceptable. Um, and whereas there's others that are seeing that and thinking that's actually a trigger for us to consider we should do a review because what we don't want to be is those people on the front page of the paper. So um, it's always one of those those things. Like there's usually a, some kind of trigger or some kind of event of some sort, some reinvigoration of, of the exec team that, that bring those about. Um, I found that they're really, really useful um, in the sense that um, particularly in emergency services that I've done a lot of these um, culture transformation work in, is it actually really can bring an organisation back together. Yeah. Um, it, ha it gives a real clearly defined things that you want to look at and you want to improve. So in a, in a kind of in continuous improvement cycle, a culture review can be a really, really good opportunity to actually bring some of those together and then reprioritise, okay, here's the things that are really mattering and affecting our culture and how we can actually... Um, go to those next steps of, of what we actually need to really look at first. Yeah, very important. So if we were going to do a culture review, what are those important steps um, that we would undertake to do that? Well, to do a culture review, you do start first of all by having, it's the first thing we always do is a bit of a desk exercise. So you don't just sort of dive in and say, I know culture, I know what it looks, let me ask a thousand questions. Because what you actually need to understand is what's going on uniquely, because each organisation has got a really unique context and a unique group of people who've given it a large part of their life to contribute towards it. So you want to respect that and understand it. So the first thing you do is your homework on the back end, your website, anything they're putting out, all your baseline employee data, your diversity data, all the things that go with that. Exits, entries, where are people coming from? When they leave you, where are they going? 
the policies that you put in place. There's a whole bunch of what we call a desk review that come into that. And what we also find in that is the dark side of it, which is um, simple things like employee complaints or escalation processes, if they exist, how have they been used? And from all that data, we get a bit of an understanding of, okay, this is some hypotheses or theories about what we're talking about. And then what you would do is go out and to a group of people and it can be focus groups as well. You would start to do interviews and ask more insightful sort of questions, different questions than are normally asked in, you know, the old employee survey or something like that, but actually quite thoughtful things with space for people to talk about it. Then we'd bring that back to some sort of measure. And there's a variety that different companies use. We've got a few that we use. And then from that, we'd sort of draft up, okay, this is what your data is telling you. This is what your employee groups or your stakeholders are telling you. And then this is what we think is where you're landing. And so those steps, what you're looking for is the really common themes, the strengths that you've got that you can build on. You're looking for gaps where you're saying one thing, but that's actually not what people are really living. Uh, you're looking for things that are absolutely better than you ever expected and you forgot to mention them. So there's some strengths that you can absolutely move forward with. And then you're looking at simple things like leadership alignment, role clarity, have people felt empowered to do things? Can they speak up? Do they have a rhythm and a way of approaching the business? And you're trying to look at all those things and saying, okay, across all of that, what would be the strengths, the gaps, and where would you be putting your priorities in the next little while? Because you don't want one of those great big, here's the thousand things we could do in culture. You just want a couple of things that could make a big difference which are the big enablers that will really make that big difference. And quite often they're the ones that actually require not as much effort as you think. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, and then I think with that, you said uh, about context matters. And I think that's really, really important. Not only um, the context of the culture that you're reviewing, but also the context and, and the people who are undertaking the culture review, because yep. um, there's always that level of credibility of yep. the person undertaking the review. Who, who should do it, um, you know, and, and quite often if it's, if it's taken um, well, that external, very, very independent voice can actually work really, really well because people will build up and be able to build trust and they tell you things that perhaps they wouldn't normally tell someone internal to their, their business or their organisation. That's always, always get some little gems along those ways when you, particularly when you do the one-to-one -one interviews and the yeah. focus. So and that's the art side of it, isn't it? There's like a science and a structure and a, a way of doing these things really, really well. But there's an art to absolutely being open and listening to what people are saying, as opposed to going with a you know kit bag of assumptions or because you know better or something like that. You do have to go. I know nothing about this organisation. I'm super open to whatever comes my way. I'm really listening and I want to hear it. So there's there is an art to that. I think that building trust is absolutely critical. And leave those, that assumptions kit bag at the door when you go in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so, so we sort of touched on that a little bit. What are the things that we should probably be avoiding when we do a culture review? Well, I think that something you mentioned earlier got me got me really clear on this one too. Because and the way you put it, you talked about the fact that when you do it really well, it actually galvanises people. And I think that's a sign of a really really good culture review. Is that the organisation at every point has has not doesn't feel the person's coming in to get them and and i've seen some shocking reviews when people have sort of said i have to run focus groups behind closed doors where no one knows what i'm asking and nobody can see me and you're like well that just creates such a feeling of distrust and suspicion that people they hate it before it even you know is finished and so what you need to do is as transparently and openly as possible 
giving a space for people to give their opinions and thoughts. Um, and, and we have to tag people and everything and anything like that, but you do need it not to be a gotcha. And that's a big one to avoid. You're not trying to catch people out and nor, nor are you trying to rescue people. So what you're doing is you're holding up a mirror to the organization saying, based on my expertise, I can understand what's going really, really well here and the opportunities you've got. And here's some areas that are real strengths and here's some gaps, but you're not just going in there to find dirt. And I've seen some people do that so badly. that just leaves, it doesn't galvanize people to say, wow, we're in this together, let's go. It actually makes people feel like, wow, that person just dumped on us and that's really a bad feeling. So I would absolutely avoid um, just dumping on people and making them feel like it's all hopeless. What you're trying to do is galvanize, get people on the right page, the same page. Um, and the second one that I would say is to be avoided is that making it a process where there's no space. And so you're sort of saying, okay, I have to get through this in the next three days and I am on site and this is what you have to do a bit robotically. Um, what you need to do is you just need to say, this is not a one hit wonder. You can actually come back and tell me something that you think about overnight or tomorrow and feel free this, as long as this process is open, you can absolutely participate and be involved. And the more people you can put their fingerprints on it, the better off you are. Yeah, I think absolutely. And, and you can actually sort of damage the picture further if you go in that negative, negative space. Yeah. All about what are your strengths? What are the opportunities? And, and keep moving forward. And one of those things that we've actually talked about previously is that this idea of co-curating your culture. And I think it, it really comes to life when you start to talk about culture review and how you can actually bring some of those really good things forward, but equally, maybe you want to leave some of those others back and leave them behind as you actually create your culture going forward. So your thoughts on why, what it is, why it really matters then, Rhonda? Yeah. Well, the co-creation, as you rightly say, it came from that great conversation that was the four of us. It was you, Suzanne, James and I all talking and we all came at it from different sides. What we're talking about is how do you take culture forward? And you don't do it by saying the person at the top makes a speech and everybody else does something, you know, it doesn't work like that. Culture works as a series of relationships, more like a honeycomb is the way that I always like to think about it. It's all knitted together. And so um, what we could think of as co-creation is sort of when you do a review of your culture, you're looking for everybody's input and what they've learned, what they would like, what's important to them, um, the things they'd like to take forward. And you do get to some things you go, okay. And co-creation came from this idea was like an art gallery where you're sort of saying, okay, the wall is now clean. What do we want to put on there? Let's put this painting because we all love it. And this painting because it's super important to Sally. And let's not put this one up anymore because unbeknown to us, everybody hates it. Even though we thought it was a great policy or whatever it was, it's a dud, nobody needs it, let's throw it away. And let's replace that with something new that we just learnt during the last, for example, COVID period would be a great spot to look at. So what you're trying to do is take the very best of the organisation from everybody who's in it and curate it into the very best possible version you can be for the future. And I think it's such a great expression and a beautiful description of the way that the best of culture is created. Absolutely. And I, I do like that honeycomb of culture. So important, it's all interconnected all brings that relationship together. It's fantastic. Yeah. So leaving the queen bee aside, actually, bees are actually a pretty good community to look at. They're all sort of relying on each other, all chipping in. It's actually pretty nuts. I was, I was about to say, they're actually a really good idea. How <laughs> they keep the planet alive, there's a whole bunch of good in bees. And they make some very, very nice honey as well. That tastes <laughs> oh, I love a good honey. <laughs> <laughs> there's an absolute positive um, so I think that's really what we were going to have a chat about today wasn't it yeah. um, 
it's a great topic and hopefully that really short summary gives people a good starting point to start thinking. Feel free to reach out to us about culture reviews, co-curating culture, our thoughts on it further. Um, join us um, via team at moi.live or on our website, www.moi.live. Um, and we thank you and we'll see you next week.